Welcome to this week's episode of the Life of the Bridal podcast. Please remember that we are not professional tipsters and always, always gamble responsibly. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Life of the Bridal podcast. We are your host, Will Taylor. Joining me, as usual, are two resident guests, Mr. Joshua Bertie and Mr. Jack Holden. Hello. Hello. Good evening. How are you? Very, very well. I've done my best radio disc jockey impression there. Uh, chaps, it's been a while since we've all been together. How, how are we going? All right. I think season's drawing to a nice, quiet end and we're... Looking forward to in, just taking in what's been happening over the last month or two. Um, lots of tips already and keys for next points for next season. So the cycle goes on. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, it's been it's been a quiet few weeks personally from a punting perspective, but the racing is still okay. It is it's not as good as it has been at this point in the last few seasons, but hopefully going. On to the end of the Punchestown Festival this week and on to the Sandown at the weekend for the Jumps finale. We can have some good racing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we have had, uh, well, we had, our last episode was the Aintree preview and we had the Grand National. So we'll be going through an Aintree review. We'll also be looking at Punchestown Sandown. We'll also be going through the new government white paper regarding gambling. We'll be giving you our thoughts on that. But, uh, that's true. Let's get, let's crack on. We'll start with we'll talk about Aintree, just general kind of review. Josh, you were saying off air how it's kind of you've kind of lost a bit of love for the game after it. Yeah, my my Aintree punting wasn't amazing. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, yeah, pretty dire to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> but I mean, a hoist and yaw summed the week up for me. To be honest with you, yeah. going great guns, two out looked like. He was going to win that race easily, and then Shishkin comes and pegs him back, and we're, we're back where we started. Yeah, it was tough. Although, I think I said on the podcast, actually, in our review, it was just Jack and I, how how despite all the kind of criticism or the have always tried to lay off uh, a hoist and yaw, then... I said, oh, it's, it's, it, it, this could be his race because Brave Man's game had just withdrew and we just weren't sure about Shishkin. And then that happened. And I can't, I can't help but feel a little bit happy. Um, I, I, I'm not <laughs> sure what it was, though, because Ahoy Senor jumped everything up the home straight fantastically and everything round the back horrendously. It was terrible. It was, terrible. It was yeah. utterly dreadful. Um, I, I think Derek Fox might have got a slightly better tune out of him, but that's just me being picky. Jack? I love that. I had a great, I had a great time at Aintree. Um, oh, of course, you did. Highlighted with Pick Dorhey, um, who put in oh. um, really strong performance on him. But again, credit has to go to Shishkin, unfortunately for Josh. I thought Nico roused him along, and I think certainly um, made it clear in my mind, for at least, that he was the best horse in that Ryanair chase. And apart from that blunder, come around the uh, bend. <laughs> but we've covered this. We've yeah, Josh is Josh is all about his head. boy Alan. <laughs> but let's let, oh, oh, let, let's can we move on quickly to um, uh, Corak Rambler and the Grand National? I mean, 
oh, you won't see an easier winner of the national in your life. It was he, he mm. just breezed through the race. Um, and now, having seen um, fast or slow win the um, Punchtown Gold Cup, I mean, how good is the form for that race? Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, mm. You got Garden Mill back in back in third. Vanillier came second, a, a Cheltenham Festival winner. I mean, yeah, wow. And Corat Ramblers made it look so easy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've only, we've only really had the first two tested in that ultimate form. Um, Monbeg Genius was due to run in the Scottish National at Air, but was pulled out due to the grounds. The Goffer didn't run especially well in the Irish National, but is back out again at Sandown this week. So we might touch on him a little bit later. So hopefully he can uphold that form as well. Mm. We're looking at, uh, I was just looking at, Corrick Rambler, I was just talking off air about how uh, in, I think in our preview, we didn't really talk about Corrick Rambler because he's just been the favourite for quite a while. Yeah, we were looking for an angle, weren't we? And Yeah. It was just one of those where he was just staring you dead in the face. Yeah. He drifted out on the day. He drifted out for one. And we just you just didn't didn't realise it. I thought there was a lot of money for the big dog beforehand. Yeah, Um, I got on. Thank God. And the, the owners of Vanilla saying, "Oh, we'll 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 come back and try again next year," but people know what they're going to get now. Vanilla ran an absolute storming race, but it was just too far back and didn't. Close. It was it was it was ridden for a place. Was never going to win that yeah. race. Was never going to win that race. So I thought, uh, but I was with Guy de Manil. I thought he had stood a good chance um, with about a mile to go, but um, again, it was too far back. To start yeah. with, you can't in the international. You cannot be. Below. No, you've got it. You've, you've got to be right up there. You've got to be yeah. right up there. You're about a third, of a, a third back. Yeah, and then and Cor- Corrett Rambler was ridden that way. Like he's not normally ridden that way, but no. they recognised yeah, that and got the ride like absolutely perfect. Derek Fox yeah. knew that that was his one big ride of the week. He, yeah. you know, he he didn't take up his earlier engagements so he could be one hundred percent for that ride. Yeah. And it was perfection. And now and he's a two-time Grand National winner, isn't he? Yeah, one for Arthur. Uh, Lucinda Russell as well. Yes. Now, that, wow. that, that Lucinda Russell team, my word, they've had a good time of it. And going mm. forwards, Fantastic. they're, they're going to be even better. Um, highlighted by the fact that Apple Away won the three-mile novice hurdle. Uh, I think it was the day before. Really good performance again, beating the winner uh, of the Albert Bartlett Stay Away Fay as well. So she was going great guns at the festival. She really does love the spring. I will just, I just want to say about how, I mean, Josh predicted this and then, of course, we mentioned it in the preview and it, it came to pass in the eight that a shame was absolutely smashed because of the Rachel factor became favourite and the end was the last of the horses that finished. Just one of those where you just see horses get backed because, well, not for the wrong reasons, but for reasons you shouldn't necessarily. I, I, I was reading the rumours that Rachel that this might be her last last season or whatever she might be retiring. I'm, I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know. If yeah, they, 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 that. they have been going around since the Cheltenham Festival. Really, that one. I, I don't mm. think there's any truth in them for the moment. I hope not. I hope not. Um, She's good for racing. It, they're kind of the rumour mill was kind of going in the week before Cheltenham, and then they all died down a little bit. So mm. I, I think it's been crushed. But yeah, I think she's got another, another few seasons in her yet, at least. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, 
any any other races that we thought were very good at the entry festival? Uh, I just wanted to ask, what were, uh, what were our thoughts on Constitution Hill's performance? Because there were some people saying, oh, how impressive it was. But then there were others saying, well, actually, does that mean two miles is just that's just him and he's not going to be a great chaser? He we don't, we, I, I think it's just impossible to, find, to, to tell. You, yeah. you just have you just because even what, what did he he didn't win by he didn't win by much in the end. Yeah, three lengths. Three lengths. Yeah, but that was the easiest three lengths which you'll ever see. I mean, he was never out of third gear the entire way mm. around. He's never been out of third gear his entire career. And you know, Sharjah, were it not for the mayor's allowance, would have won two champion hurdles, and if he wasn't brought down on the third, could have won three. So Sharjah's a very good horse in his own right. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, big, big fan. And of a, a really strong performance at Cheltenham. I, I, I think so. As as we often say, when a horse wins at Cheltenham, Aintree is just so often just an afterthought. Yeah, and um, they're, the not, they're not being the prime example. First horse exactly, race, yeah. and just got d- destroyed really by Banbridge. So yeah, I mean, I I I think Constitution here. What what would you do if him going forward? I I'd be inclined to give fences a go personally. How old is he now? Is he six. Uh, yes, he's a six-year-old. So there's plenty of time. I but, if, if you want, I to feel give like fence. Would you send him straight for a champion chase, or would you go Arkle and then champion chase take it that season? Because I would see, I would see the Arkle going the Arkle route. He's that he's obviously that talented. Is that just going to be a wasted season? Potentially, it could be. Yes. I. Oh, you could throw him straight into open company, but the thing is, is if Nicky did that, and I'm not saying for a second that he he wouldn't consider it, but if Nicky did that, and then something went wrong, he would never forgive himself. No. Mm. And I, I don't think he. I know Michael Buckley would be keen potentially to take that risk, but I'm not sure Nicky would. Yeah, I think I think Michael Buckley wants to go straight into open company. I think he wants to to do that. Whereas I actually think Nicky wants Constitution Hill to stay over hurdles. I don't. Th- I, I I I think if if I think if Nicky gets his way, he'll be going champion hurdle again. If I'm to pick one flaw in his game. Or one potential flaw, the sort of, it's almost a lasso-fair <laughs> attitude he has when he's jumping. It, yeah, he, he it it runs the risk of him getting lazy over his hurdles, and all it takes is I mean you use the final final um, hurdle in the champ from the champion race. Yeah, I, I did I did not realize I did not realize until afterwards I watched the replay how precarious. Yeah. That could have been. That was so so close to go to going wrong. Yet it was he he just made it look absolutely effort, effortless and won the best jumps you'll ever see. Mm. That's 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 this sort of tightrope he's he's walking because there's not a it, you almost need a challenger to push to to push you on and a lazy attitude out in front. A potential lazy attitude because I'm not saying he's a lazy horse. But he, I think he needs competition now. That's what he needs. He needs a horse who's going to serve it up to him. I think there are potential. There are definitely ones in the novice hurdling. You know, Imperial Pass, Marine National. Or we, who knows what they're going to do? It's ah, it's all very confusing. I, I think I think we got a lot. We got a lot to look forward to. I'm I'm not going to 
lose sleep over what Constitution Hill does. I'm just going to wait yeah. wait to see him next time he's entered, wherever it is. I'm sure it will be a performance to behold. Indeed. Uh, right in October. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> um, right, chaps. Uh, anything else we wanted to mention for Aintree? Oh, OK. Actually, before we finish on Aintree, uh, what was our best result from the Grand National? Because I suppose our listeners want to know how our punting came on, on the Obviously, International, yeah. that's the big race. Um, <laughs> my best result would be Guy de Manil placing. I was sure. very confident. Um, came off. I was also I was also thought I had a little punt on uh, Wa Madge as well, who um, yeah, who was going really really nicely, but just lacked a bit of steam at the end. I I think one to look look for um, going forward as well. Josh, it was tough for you, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, would you like my actual best result, or would you like me to say that uh, Lucinda Russell winning another Grand National means that racing is the winner? No, we want to hear your actual best result. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I uh, I did not make any money on the race. It might not surprise you to hear I had our power at eleventh. <laughs> Wait, we're finished. finished. Yeah, finished, finished. Um, I I had how many finishes? One, two, two finishes. Oh, I I think I think three of my horses went at the first two fences. Oh dear, that's tough. Do we want to um? Do we want to speak about everything that went with the Grand National beforehand, or are we are we going to be treading a really? Fine line there with. Uh... I I think we've got to mention it, and mm. I I think the way they went about it. It's okay if you don't agree with the sport. That's fine. So but if the... I if I ask you with what Sandy Thompson came out and said afterwards, how strongly do you do you agree with that saying? For for for, for our listeners, he um, the owner of the horse sadly who passed away. He. Um, a trainer of the horse sailor who passed away came out and said um, that the the antics and the protests beforehand really influenced the horses in the parade ring and the pre-parade ring. It's such a yeah. finely tuned entrance with the they have a parade, a jockey's photo, and everything that the timings are so precise. It's for the, it's they believe it's for the best in the best for the horses, but. Swaying it even by a couple of minutes is, you know, had a significant impact on how lively the horses were. So that's yeah, what we said. What, what, I, what I've heard from people who were there is when it happened, the atmosphere became very tense. Yes, mm, I can imagine. I didn't. Th- I, I mean, I remember saying to you two, I, I, did, I genuinely didn't think they'd run it. Like that, that tense atmosphere is is not going to help horse. And I don't think it's completely the protesters' fault. I think the BHA did rush the horses to the start as well to try and get the race off. But, I mean, come on. Like, do you really think it is safe to go on to a race course to try and stop a race like that? Like, really? I, th- I think their, a- their actions were utterly, utterly disgraceful. I think that they have to take a long, hard look at themselves and think, oh, but they're not, oh, but they're not going to. They're not going to, but they've got to ask themselves, are they really doing what's right for the racehorses? Because a thoroughbred horse needs a lot of attention. And they, 
they've got some rewilding, they want to rewild 70% of the population or something silly. You've got 50,000 thoroughbreds in Britain. You're not going to find people to look after them. So actually having them out in fields randomly is going to be more of a risk to them oh, than actually on the race course. You'd, you'd, you'd have to, you'd have to cull, cull them. Yeah, and race horses are bred to race. They serve no other. They, they, it's important. They serve no other purpose. You want us to save the lives of racehorses? Like, if we did not breed the racehorses, they would not be alive. They are bred for racing. That is what they're for. And to, to, to and they love it. They love it. Yeah, you watch some do. horses; they absolutely love it. To those who say uh, that race owners and trainers don't don't care about. Um, don't care about the horses. If you ask the, um, sorry, the name escapes me, the owner of Hill 16, the horse who, um, who passed away in the race. If you, if you ask their owners and have a look at how much money that their owners have spent looking after that horse and getting it trained, so on and so forth, they probably spend more on that horse than people spend on their child's education or they would ever on, you know, looking after the family. It's a money losing business. Only a race. Yes, you never it is a money losing business. Yeah. In, in this horse. country at least. In this country. Well yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And that, but that shows like the love that people have for the game. They wouldn't they wouldn't get involved. I I would implore any activists listening, and I doubt there will be any, <laughs> but think well. think about your actions in the in the future. You know, protest, peaceful protest fine if you want people to hear your opinions I, affecting yeah. the outcome like that it's not nice it doesn't no. help anyone and it just mm. takes people away from the side from a, from, a, from a, I think a personal standpoint how I feel about how this is all turning out people who are involved with racing want to have an open and honest discussion with people we understand that we cannot guarantee 100% safety for all jockeys all horses, officials, stable staff, so on and so forth. We understand that that cannot happen. And John McCrerick, you know, the late great John McCrerick, was was very was very open about this. But he also rattled on continuously. Please provide us with ideas. Give us ideas with how and engage in dialogue with the BHA and. Other other racing authorities about how how we can improve, how we can make the sport safer for everyone involved. But these protests, if you went and asked them, this, this, the tunnel vision is just absolutely remarkable. They have no interest in engaging in dialogue with anyone. You and the amount of people which will just join that bandwagon on the on Saturday morning. Thought, oh, there's a protest here. I need to make myself seem you know, appear this way, you know, I need to protest against something, so I'll, jo- I'll join Animal Rising. A lot of people in that movement don't really care. They just want to seem relevant. And I think we've Please given them enough air- in dialogue with us. I, I, I think we've given them enough airtime now. We don't, we don't need to give their calls anymore. Here, here. Well done, chaps. I enjoyed that. Uh, passionate discussion, passion there. Uh, passion for the game, even though we may not, like, even though some of us may not have such love for the punting, but we love horse racing itself. Uh, chaps, thank you very much. We'll move on to 
Sand down then. Jumps finale. Uh, we've got a few uh, races on the cards. Uh, is there anything here that's exciting? You see, there's John Bond, Kitty's Light, potentially winner of the um, Scottish Grand National. Well, I, I Hewitt. think Hewitt, I, I, Sharks bringing him over. I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I'm going. He might, he'll probably be in punch. Well, I don't know. Does he have it, his own? No, no, he, no, no, he was, t- he was taken out of the punches down, right? Um, he, he was. I I don't know. Um, I, no, he's he's declared he's coming over. Rachel well, shark, if you're listening, get yourself over to Asia. We want to see you, shark. But what what surprises me is he's he's being declared for the Oaksy Chase rather yes. than um yes rather yeah. than the Bet Three Six Five Gold Cup. Um, what what do you make of that? Well, I, 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 just quickly looking at the at the at the field for the for the races, I I think he could win. He could win. He could have won either. Personally, mm, yeah. I think, I think that he, that because um, he he obviously and finished, he, finished he would he would he would have had a lot of horses out of the handicap if he went back in the um the Bet Three Six Five Gold Cup. I agree. He ran an he ran an absolute blinder at Cheltenham. Yeah, no, he ran a fantastic race. No, he did. It was going very well. Um, oh, I do. So I'm I'm going on Saturday. Um, really, really, really good card. Um, on the Saturday, it'll be really, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see. I think he, whatever race he turns up in. So he's got he's in the Oaksy Chase. He's up against Solo, El Dorado, Allen, uh, fantastic lady, first flow, McFabulous, Black Jerry. He cleans up, surely, doesn't he? I, a I horse think he that, wins. That poten- I, he didn't finish the race, but a horse with that potential form. I, I yeah. Solo has seen a bit of a resurgence recently. Um, the chin will be pleased. But, um, yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> that the, I think that's probably, Always back the chin. That was probably our most memorable moment, the three of us, when we went to that Gold Cup day, when we saw that Goshen debacle and... Yeah. So much money for Solo. Oh, he's uh, not going to be beaten. He's not going to, well, we were laughing until the last. Well, Solo, yeah. do, Solo does like Sando. <laughs> he, he likes Sando. He, he clearly didn't like Cheltenham that day. <laughs> you know, no. ten and a half length, uh, eighth would have been probably about twenty five and a half length, ninth had Goshen not fallen at the last. But. Oh, don't, don't remind me. <laughs> sickening, sickening. Uh, the first. Oh my goodness the, me! Oh, what's happening? She's got an entry in the four o'clock at Sandown. Yeah, yeah I Which was going to mention does, that in yeah. the select hurdle with the likes <laughs> of Time Hill and. Oh, I'm so excited! Oh, I cannot wait for that. Absolutely. For, for those of you, I don't think we've discussed Good Goshen properly on this podcast before. We, I don't he think we have. Ab- no. Absolute lunatic. He's fa- he's yes. a fantastic watch. He'll go off most races in the you know top first, second, or third favourite. For no apparent reason, just because he could do something. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. Call me Lord running in that race as well. Who stung me last time we were at Sandown? Ben Bromley. Uh, yeah, no oh, disrespect yeah. to him, but uh, take it he, to the max. <laughs> he went I for the wrong he, line. He's certainly not the first person to be caught out by that at Sandown. No. That has no. caught out many, many a rider. But but what a magnificent ride from David Maxwell. It was terrible. Square. <laughs> Absolutely sickening. 
Uh, one would think that Sandown would change that, but uh, they don't. So, there you go. I'm looking, well, yeah. at, I'm looking at the gold cut race here. Yeah, the only reason Sandown haven't changed that, just jumping in there, is because they have a different um, different finishing straight for the hurdles track and the chase track, and they both come in at different angles. Oh, yeah, no, I, don't, I, I, yeah, I get the reasoning so, why, but, but why, you know... Surely someone could do something so that you can avoid. They, they, could, they could start the race about five yards sooner, couldn't they? <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I. Word of the day. I think I see this gold cut race is just bereft of much quality. To be honest. Yeah. It. It. it it's not. It's not. You know. One of the. It's, uh, it's the centerpiece, but it's not the centerpiece of the day. I, my eye is drawn to Court Master at fifty to one. Of course, it's <laughs> a big, a big price. <laughs> well, Court um, Master's an old, an old friend of mine. We have, we've had, uh, you know, a, a great relationship down the years. He's made me a bit of money. And, uh, he's got a seven pound claimer as well. Com- coming back, um, I, I don't know much about Bo Morgan. I'll be honest with you, but coming back off an absence of a, nearly a year. Wind surgery, sheet pieces on, in a race that does not have much quality, worth an each way shot, I think. Can I give you my tuppence worth on this race? Go ahead. Bryony Frost <laughs> is in absolutely sensational form at the moment. Oh, Frodo. <laughs> now, I, the, the, I see multiple scenarios in which Frodo gets up and wins this. Yeah, no. Grade one quality horse. Uh, I would say it's the sort of race where Frodon goes and wins this, retires. Retires an absolute hero. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I would, I'd, I'd, I'd be cheering him over the line whether I had the best on him or not. But uh, off, off 12 stone, Jack. Off 12 stone. Did he, well, what did he do for Badger Beer? Well, that, that's true. And I was on that day, so I should know. <laughs> I like mucho mass. What's your reason? They've <laughs> just got good, just got decent form. Is it, is it, is it a lower weight? That, you can, that, over, that, you can that, overthink that these things. Bell he bought which ironically called mucho mass. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that may be why. I well, he was he was second to Bill Baxter, who those of you who were watching very intently at Aintree when I that Bill Baxter went and won the uh, the Topham in re- really good race. So only only a two and a half yeah. length seconds mm. Bill Baxter at Lingfield earlier in the season. So he's got good form. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, last race was at Sandown and won. Cool yeah. form. Over three miles. It it, it's a very open race. But you know what? If Kitty's like went and won this again. Oh, what a season that would be. What a season. I mean... That. Is it we're really winning, though? We're winning the Scottish Grand National, winning the Ida, winning the Bet 365, Gold, Gold Cup, three starts in a row. Oh, would it would be... Un- unbelievably good. It would be yeah. incredible. But surely, surely, it, really uh, off that Kitty, turnaround, is it going to win off that kind of turnaround? Kitty's well, like has very, very... Kitty's like has very, very good form in this race. Second to Potterman in uh, 2021 when really uh, 
should have won, massively hampered by Enrillo, who was demoted to third, if you remember that race. And uh, third last third year, last Stewart. Year, yeah. You know, I, I, I could definitely see Kitty Sight doing it. But, but, it, off that, but off that turnaround? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh, okay. Okay. Anything um, to offer Josh here? I I won't be on. But spent force? Do you think? Not not a spent force necessarily. I just I wasn't a fan of the run at at punt at um Fairy House, sorry, in the Irish Grand National, and I just wouldn't wouldn't back the Goffer basically. It's a very in and out horse. I think if you ever back the Goffer for a race, it's a win only kind of bet. It's not an each way bet yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, what what about John Bond then? John Bond running an open company for the first time in the 140. Going up against Grenatine, Editor de Jeep, up the palace. Captain Guinness. Oh. Ball, civil. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, really, if he's got any quality about him, he should clean up here. Um, I, I'm really interested to see Captain Guinness here. I I don't think they would have sent him over if they didn't think he had a chance. And Captain Guinness has been well, came second up. in the Ryanair. Oh, was it third or second in the Ryanair? Second in the Ryanair. Not 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 the Ryanair. Uh, the Champion Chase. That's it. Sorry, I think yeah. something else. But yeah, yeah, knocked, that's why I was thinking third. Yeah, champion, for, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Been knocking on the door for a long time now, and I still remain. I I still think if he'd not been taken out in that Supreme a couple of years ago. I think he would have. He had a really good chance there, and I think he's a really top quality horse. And at thirteen to two, going up against John Bond, who's almost evens, I think there's. I think there's only one angle to this race. I don't. Grenatine, I just can't. I can't. Can't back him. Uh, I, 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 I think the play is just just lay John Bond. It'll be. John Bond will win. I, I want John Bond to win. Don't get me wrong. No, John Bond will win. I won't. I won't be backing, but John Bond will win. I actually, I, I, I was a, I, well, I still am, by default, a huge Edwardston fan. But I think the <laughs> the champion chase division has been found out a little bit. I don't. I really think it's really. I think it's really quite poor. I think it's really poor, and I, I think when um, El Fabiolo makes oh, it, yeah, well, well, and John Bond as well. I think John mm. Bond would. And imagine what El Fabiola would do to Endgame. Oh, it's, 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 it'd be embarrassing. It's really, it is, you're right, well, it's a really weak division. Right, OK, that's uh, Sandow. Talking of El Fabiolo, it just uh, had, a, had a store, well, a, an easy win today. It was going off, what was it, four to one on. But we talk about that at Punchestown. Is there anything that's excited you here? Of course, we had the, the, the big race yesterday where, of course, fast or slow winning. That was the ultimate form for you. Didn't really see that one coming. Well, during the race. <laughs> I didn't see it coming at all. I, I thought, I thought Galapagos Deschamps was beatable. I did not expect it to be by fast or slow, however. Um, I thought, I thought a brave man's game. A couple of furlongs shorter than the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Yeah. So he might have conditions more more in his favour. Um and really he's he's been he's been nosed by Galapandashon for second. Oh well no, but I will say Brave Man's game had I was talking to Josh about this and I think I mentioned this yesterday. Brave Man's game would have won that race if not for, for the last jump. Yes, I agree. Uh, um, 
No, I think yeah. We, I, oh. Yeah, no, think of, think of how much momentum. That, that's the pain. You never know. You will never you'll know. know. You'll, you'll never know, but he will uh, definitely come second. So. I think I think he would have won by two lengths. I really think. Fast or slow was coming, but I genuinely think lost a lot of momentum there. And Harry Cobden would say it would have been complete. Of course, he would say that. But he's, he he was he looked pretty pretty distraught to be honest. And and Allen just. What do I say? Do either of you think Fast or Slow is a better horse than either Brave Man's Game or Gallop Hand Champs? Yes. No, of course not. Um. <laughs> I I think uh, now I I could be getting this because you get you get you get funny results at Punchestown, don't you? I I think Corak Rambler, I think Corak Rambler could could turn those two over. Mm. Oh no! I think I the Gold Cup was it would have taken a lot out of both those two horses. I, you can't read yeah. into it too much. It's like uh, it's like Constitution Hill Aintree. You can't read into it too much. But it's like it's like you, you get really really funny results at Punchestown. Like a couple of seasons ago, Cool Reevy beats um, Monkfish and then Boy Allen. Mm. Yeah. And Monkfish, you know, massive reputation. And Boy Allen, massive reputation. And Cool Reevy just went and won, and won really well. To be fair, I would like, I would like to say since we were last on air, Monkfish has. Made a reappearance. Yeah, mm, it was disappointing. Well, well, oh, the, 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 the reappearance was good. Today is race less so. That's that's what I was talking about today. He ran well, today. Well, the reappearance was second. Oh no, no, oh, oh, no, yeah. We I think we mentioned this at the po- I think we mentioned this on the podcast. He looked very, very good. I was really impressed. Today is eh, well, jury's out. I have to I'd admit, I did not know he was running today. I will, yeah, he came ninth, I think. Yeah. What race, the, what race did he run in? The, the Stayers. Classical Dream won it. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm not going to read too much into that. No, I I, I think it's quite a fair oh, turnaround. Our friend anyway. Asterion Valonge came second, I see. Yeah. Well, it, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it, My goodness You, me, you always get funny results at the Punches. I'll tell you what, that is a who's who of mental horses, that is. Yeah, now, Ashdale Bob. <laughs> Classical now, dream. Yeah, exactly. Question, question for both of you. Question for yeah. both of you. What price would you need to be getting about Korak Rambler to back him for the Gold Cup next year right now? Oh! What price well, would you need to be getting? Evens. <laughs> Obviously, definitely not single, single figures. You couldn't touch that. I I would get on board at eighteens twenties. Well, he's going to be mu- he's going to you know he's going to be really short, isn't he? he, he well, he will be because this. Was, I I, I would say I I would you know what I would I would have a little dabble at fourteens. Well, gents, you both need to get your betting apps open because he is a best price twenty to one. Oh okay. I, I was. Uh, I wouldn't get involved at fourteen. <laughs> what, 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 I, I, I say this every year. That will be we haven't. Although, made... although they, they, the, the the firm and I won't mention them. Uh, account closes potentially. I will. I will say this though, and we haven't been in the game. We haven't been in the game long. Four and a half, five years, and every year we say, "Oh, next year's Gold Cup is going to be." We do. Up. We do. 
Fingers crossed. I, I'm saying this to all the trainers, all the owners, next year, just do it. It could be unbelievable. Just send them. Just get them all running around Cheltenham Racecourse mid-March next year. And we'll, it'll just be absolutely outrageous. It'll just be I mean, absolutely incredible race. What what odds could I get on Lucinda Russell to win the Gold Cup? Two darts, a Hoy Senor, Carrick Rambler. Oh. That's not a bad hand. A Hoy Senor's best price is 33 to 1. Oh, smashing. Smashing. Oh, I, I, look, please, let's just, let's just get Shishk in there. Let's get Galapanish on there. Let's get Korak Rambler there. Let's get Brayman's game. Know, Jerry Colom. Jerry Colom there. Um, the real whacker. The yeah. Real, yeah, yeah, the real whacker. Ahoy, senor. Um, Long press. Long press. Envoy. My Alex. hero. Just get them all there. <laughs> Manila Indo. Constitutional. <laughs> just please, just send them all. Absolute hard. Just get them there. Banbridge. Ooh, who said that? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all. All good fun against that. Uh, right, uh, we've totally done. Um, get him running over three miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Who? What about um, Watch House Cross, Josh? <laughs> What's happening? Get him there! No, well, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll share this information with you. Um, Please, yes. An exclusive for the listeners of Love wow. and Bridal. Wow. Word on the street is there's a um, a beginner's chase at Wexford being lined up for in the next month. Oh, I thought you were going to say. Oh, yeah, it is. I thought you were going to say we're going to send him over the flat. <laughs> get him to get to Wexford, people. Get up to Rumours, rumours. That's all I've got. Oh dear. Well, Go watch out. Go and see the Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of W's, we're going to move on to the white paper of the government. Talk about gambling review. Uh, what are our thoughts? I mean, is it much needed? I mean, we can have a debate. We might not have a debate. We might all agree. Uh, Josh, we'll start with you. Well, you seem I'll, to... I'll just yeah, I'll, I'll just summarise the main points because it's only come out today. So for those of you that aren't aware, basically um, there's, there's going to be two tiers of measures. If you uh, have a loss of let's say 125 pounds within a month or 500 pounds within a year, then uh, bookmakers will be able to carry out background checks on you to look for any potential issues such as a county court judgment and then when they think you are losing a little bit too much and they've used this language harmful binge gambling or sustained unaffordable losses and the proposed thresholds for that are if you lose a thousand pounds within 24 hours or £2,000 within 90 days. But these would be halved if you are aged 18 to 24. So £500 within 24 hours or £1,000 within 90 days. Now they want the checks to be uh, frictionless, is the word they've used, um, and they'll be, be done by credit agencies and things like that. Uh, and documentation, which some bookmakers have asked for, isn't hopefully going to be used. I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure how I feel. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky one. You can almost understand, from one, from one viewpoint, you can, you can understand why they're doing it. They, 
people need to take responsibility for this. There has to be some responsibility to look after the customers. But however, some companies asking for documents and IDs, is it necessary? Is it really necessary? Is that, you know... The, the, pro- the problem I have with when they're asking for your documents and stuff is they're going to be looking at your income and they're going to be going, OK, so you, let's say, earn £2,000 a month. This is how much you can afford to spend on gambling. And people are in different scenarios. Exactly. Some, some people are going to be living mortgage free with a house so, yeah. so they don't have to pay any rent or yeah, anything. Some people have- are going to have an expensive mortgage. They, they cannot realistically expect to be able to go into that much debt on everyone's report and say you can afford to gamble this much and what's more you know am i told what i can spend the rest of my money on am i told i i you know if i want if i wanted to go and spend 400 pounds a week on donuts could i do it yes is it good for me there's no no there's no ban on binge eating no so where where's the end is is this just the start I understand there's a need. We don't want to get into conspiracy theory territory here. <laughs> <laughs> no, do. Or nothing is, nothing's off limits. I, I understand there's a need. Ooh. And, there, you know, there, there are some some people who are problem gamblers and need help. Yeah. But I don't think this is the right way of going it's about it. It's a difficult way. Of, it's, it's about where do you draw the line? It's about where does the libertarian... This is, this is, yeah, we'll lose all this as well. I mentioned a bit of politics. Where's the libertarian meet the state control where do you where do you draw the line between personal responsibility and if you give them an inch they're going to start taking yards as for your phrase exactly yeah yeah but then but then uh, the, but then the the calls to shut down gambling or make gambling illegal are just going to get louder so some people want that some people want that there are people out there but you, you could you could also look at, uh, now what the what the gambling industry. But if you look in America, in some states, gambling is still uh, prohibited. Yeah. But you have a, a look at now. You may not agree with the you know the premise of Las Vegas and what it stands for. But you look at how much money and wealth and jobs that the, the gambling biz, you know gambling businesses provide people. Um, it provides employment at the end of the mm. day. So, mm. it, 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 I agree. It's, it's such a fine line. I will say, I will say, there is. I will say there is a difference. Sorry to interrupt. I will say there's a difference between like casino gambling and slot machines oh, to massive. sports book stuff. So, um, but you see, sports books are, are far more common in the US now. Yeah, um, rightly so. The, the the problem I have with what they've come out with today, though, is there doesn't seem to be a separation between um, sports book losses and yes. casino losses. And that, that's a big problem I have because mm-hmm. sports betting requires an element of skill. It does, yeah, 100%. I, I just quickly say, I am, if, if, if the government decided that they're banning all online casinos, on, online poker, whatever, if they decided they're banning that tomorrow, I would celebrate that. I think that's a... Yes, yes, there are... There are I, I don't mind that. However, I would I would just like to correct. Po- poker is a game of skill as well. There is luck involved, but poker is also a game of skill. But you, sometimes you play against computers and... Oh, no. Well, when you're playing against other people. 
Okay. Oh, that's fine. I've got no yeah. problem with that. But it's like the it's like the online casinos, especially. There's one particular site who I may or may not have had a go at before, who are, who are online, and they have a particular thing called something Vegas, that kind of stuff. I would be happy to see it shut down. Mainly because well, well, I, I, well I've, I've got no idea who you're talking about. There, I'd say the same yeah. virtual virtual sports as well. I just, I, I think it's criminal. I say, but, but we all enjoy the virtual Grand National, though they didn't have that this year. We could have talked about that, but we didn't. You know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, this, the this, virtual Grand National. What, what a... We could we could spend hours on this. But, um... <laughs> we could we could, but the the listeners would switch off. So, uh, gents, uh, we've discussed the white paper now. Is there anything we wanted to talk about? We've done relatively well in the Dandy Naps competition, I suppose. Yeah, we we. Doing quite we're, well, we're, in, we're in 216. Out of? Ah, it's like 800-odd. Oh, okay, so we're in the we're in the top 30%. Top, we've, top had top quarter. we've had a winner yeah. that actually none of us backed. We're, we're, uh, sec- we're second in yes, our group. We've, we've yeah. had a winner. None of us backed that winner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, this week's race was a, a little bit of a write-off. There were quite a few non-runners and a very short-priced favourite. Um. He was only good enough for second in the end, but we we did manage to have a um, shall we say a, a a bit of inspiration from me switching our selection yeah, at the did. last second did, to yeah, get yeah, a, get us a bit of place money. And, was, uh, Revit? was that Revit? Was, was yeah, Revit? Revit. Yeah. Uh, but the the next race uh, isn't until next weekend, uh, so we can talk about that more in due course but it's not really the competition's not really started yet has it no it's a long it, way to go but we've made, a, we've made a made so- but it's a it's a it's a good it's a good it's, you know it's been a good uh a good solid start something to build on it's exactly. a marathon it is not a sprint should treat it one night then. um <laughs> gents thanks very much unless there's anything you wanted to share any shout outs for anyone no no we're all good. I'd just like to. Um, I, I think I think it's um, good to let people know that we've um, we're sort of coming to the end now of the the jumps racing season, um, and we may be a bit quiet over the summer whilst we uh, iron out a few 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 flaws, tweaks, few things. Kinks. Yeah. And um, we thank you for all your feedback so far in the first half season, the, the pilot season of our podcast. Yeah. Um, we're going to be far more vocal on social media and stuff, so please make sure you check that out. Like, comment, share, all that. Um, mm. And we 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 will. I think I think we can agree here and now that we will have a a nice uh, preview special for uh, Royal Ascot. I think. We'll, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, 100%, we'll, give, we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll give the viewers, the listeners, what they want. What I will say is there's going to be substantial uh, reform to the tipping service or the selections that you'll be getting that you may have seen on Twitter. It's not been a great start for the tipping service. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's been a, I don't think there's been a single winner. That's yeah, because I that's because, because I've not been putting up any. We quite often find the people who are tipping are losing and the ones who aren't tipping are winning. So we need to, uh, we need to, we need to sort that out. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I'd also like to uh, say. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer. Age 79, oh. half the way today. Former mayor of Cincinnati. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Oh, anyway, gents, thanks very much. Josh, thank you. Thank you very much. Enjoy. Jack, Jack thank you. No, adios. Yes. Uh, 
this is that this has been the first pilot season, I suppose, of the Life on the Brother podcast. We may we'll probably have some bonus content coming out during the summer for some special things here and there if there's big sporty events that we can get punting on. But thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon. Goodbye. Thank you.